Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Live on SEN Track. Welcome to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Kickstart your day of racing. Have breakfast with the Kiwis. Head to loveracing.nz. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Good to be with you for another edition of the program ahead of another weekend of racing around New Zealand. Jordan Canellas with you, the main man on the program. Butch Castle's with me again for another edition. Hello, Butch. How's things? Yeah, good. Thanks, Jordan. Looking forward to racing Saturday out of Tauranga and Rickerton in the South Island. Start of a festival of autumn racing down there at Rickerton. We've got uh, some good... Uh, Races uh, that are leading to black type events and we've also got the Group 3 uh, Valachi down South Island Thoroughbred Breeders Stakes there and Tauranga uh, featuring a race like the Group 2 uh, Tauranga Japan Trophy, New Zealand Japan Trophy race sponsored by uh, Ultimate Mazda. So looking forward uh, to both venues. Yes, we've had a couple of weeks in a row in the lead up, in, or the last couple of weeks of, of Group 1s. No Group 1s this week, but still uh, plenty of races, though it sounds like, Butch, to uh, to sink our teeth into. Yeah, back to the Group 1s uh, next Saturday at uh, Awapuni for the two-year-olds, but uh, yeah, plenty to uh, get involved in this weekend. Two guests coming up today. We'll have jockey Ryan Elliott on a little later on. But first up, a man who'll be covering Rickerton over the course of the weekend, TAB trackside commentator Matt Cross is with us here to start things off on Breakfast with the Kiwis. Morning, Matt. How's things? Yeah, very good. Thanks, Jordan. Morning to you. Morning to Butch as well. Well, the day in Christchurch here has actually dawned quite a nice autumn day. So we're on a heavy eight track at the moment running around in the true position. So the inside sort of eight or nine metres of the track is really fresh ground, having had the rail out there for the last couple of meetings. So, look, we might dry out to a seven, potentially a six, depends on the weather tomorrow, but today looks fine enough. And I'm currently about 15 metres, uh, 15 minutes away from Rickerton Park, and there's a, a decent breeze around where I am. So I'm picking the same as probably uh, said for the track. But Butch looks to be a pretty good day there tomorrow. Yeah, really good card, Matt. Let's go through a few of them. Race five, I thought a good three-year-old race. Northern Interest with uh, Doddle down from the North Island. Miss Dunsford's been down that way for a while. I thought Mary Wicker was good last time. Been money for all of those three runners. But there's one in here, Butch, that I really like, and it's Goldie's Chance number three. I was really impressed with this horse's effort last start in the Stakes Company. Nothing went her way at all from... The start to finish, she got decked at the start and every time around the corner that she tried to get her momentum, there was no room. And once she did get out, she was in an awkward spot to the inside of Miss Dunsford, who just made it hard enough for her to go straight. She's already won the Gore Guineas this filly and from gate number 10 on the big roomy track at Rickerton, I think she'll get a chance to find a better rhythm over the back half of the race. So she's going to pretty, be pretty hard to stop for mine. I do respect Doddle, where the two runs to the races is enough to be performing against some horses that had performed at stakes level. Miss Dunsford is obviously the danger, but I, I really think Goldie's chance gets her chance to turn the tables on that filly after a really strong run last time. 
Yeah, and that form well and truly frank last weekend with Romancing the Moon heading from Wingatui to Trentham and getting the Group 1 win. So pretty good form race, and both those uh, fillies uh, obviously uh, have plenty of ability. Race 6, Matt, the Johnny Fresh Darfield and the Oldhurst uh, Handicap. Good horse resuming here in Lord Darcy, but uh, yeah, which way did you go in this one? Look, I, I thought it was a race where you could bet against some of the better performers, considering that you've got horses like Burnview. You, you mentioned Lord Darcy as well, Summer Festival, who are all resuming on a on a Winter Cup campaign, I would imagine, which is a long time away. So there's plenty of water to go under the bridge before a couple of their big targets. We've obviously got the, the Easter Cup and the Great Easter Stakes as well. But a horse that has won five from nine, and we finally get to see on show at Rickerton Park is number seven, Tyler Eight. He's two from two at the 1,400, and should be a lot sharper for his last start. To be fair, he was only beaten a length and a half after absorbing plenty of pressure and running over the 1,200. He'll handle any track, taking on a quite a few middle-distance winter gallopers that are fresh up, so he might have the edge. It's a good field, and an open race. I think Tyler Eight will be there to make an impression, though, so I'm with him. Yeah, look, he looked good winning, resuming. So uh, on the strength of that, as you say, unbeaten up to 1,400. Race 7, gee, the Buffers found a new lease on life, winning his uh, last couple pretty comprehensively. Bully Boy was good last time, and Capel del Impero's always struck me one as one with plenty of ability. Yeah, you're either, you're either taking the lightweights to beat the Buffer. It's pretty much the versus the lightweight. So I'm going to go for the toppy though. He's thriving. He's proven carrying weight. Won the gold nuggets. Then had a freshen up after two months. He won at Rickard and Park. To be fair, in a pretty comfortable win over the 1400. He actually drops a kilogram off that and steps up to 1800 metres, which should suit him better. Cafo Del Impero is a good horse. Our Echo was very good at Trentham last time as well and does drop in a bit of weight. And you've got Second Thought in there as well, who's a really promising horse who was luckless in the Dunedin Cup last start. So there's a few worth including, but I do think that the buffer is the horse to beat. He's a really hard horse to get past Butch, as you know, when he can find his way in front. Yeah, sure is. Race 9, the feature, Matt, the Valachi down South Island thoroughbred breeders' stakes. And uh, look, reading an article today, the uh, Anderton team have had a great record in this race and Bergie in there for them. But look, a really strong lineup of uh, South Island horses. What about... Divine Saver's just uh, absolutely flying at the moment. Yeah, Divine Saver, I, I was working on trackside when she won at Wingatui, and I thought to myself at the time, gee, this horse has got the thoroughbred breeders written all over her. She's a grouse mare who just keeps getting better and better, so she's going to be a big danger. I think under the set weight and penalty conditions, you can really give a strong favour to live drama. She gets in beautifully under the conditions. We haven't seen her race since the, the White Road Lodge back in February where she was second. She had an exhibition gallop at Rickerton last week, and to my eye, she looked very good. She won't know herself carrying 55 and a half kilos on her back and does have tactical speed to use. I do respect a horse like Elizabeth Rose, who gets in well also under the conditions, and, and Birgie, who was very good in that ODT final last time out. But... Look, live drama, I think, is the class mayor of the field, and if she performs to her absolute maximum, then they're certainly going to know she's there. But if you're playing exotics or even looking for an each-way play, Divine Sabra is probably the one. And uh, the last, Matt, uh, try and round out the quaddie. There's been some money for Mayor of Norwood, who was really good in running second last time. He's got a nice draw, and the Andertons uh, up with a, with a pretty good team. 
I reckon there's a good horse here. Well, there's a couple of good horses in the last. This is a really good race, Butch. I know Mayor of Norwood has had the money, but the horse up the top of the book, Matt Scott, took him a long time to wind up when winning here last time out. But the last 50 metres suggests to me that the greater the tempo in front of him, the better he will be. He won't be fast out, and he may give them a start with the 59 kilos, but he lo- does look as though he'll keep getting better, and I reckon we won't see the best of this horse until maybe around cut time in a race like the Spring Classic over 2,000 metres where he can get onto some better ground and just get a nice, genuine tempo in front of him. I think that's what he's looking for, Matt Scott, but he's a proper horse. Mayor of Norwood is a good horse as well, so keep him safe, and Noble Knight is racing out of his skin as well. But I reckon, Butch, that the last race, there's going to be a stakes winner in there over 2,000 metres over the next six or 12 months between a horse like Matt Scott or or Mayor of Norwood. I think they're, they're both really promising horses. Good on you, Matt. We'll have them both in our quaddy for sure. Appreciate your time. Good calling there at Rickerton Park. Let's hope that weather continues to play the game and the track improves a bit. There's some really good betting races right throughout the card. Yeah, good on you, Butch. Thanks very much, and we'll catch you next time. Matt Cross with us here on Breakfast with the Kiwis, having a look ahead to Rickerton Park tomorrow. We will take a break here on Breakfast with the Kiwis, and on the other side of this, we'll have a chat to jockey Ryan Elliott. That's next. You're listening to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Loveracing.nz, your home of New Zealand thoroughbred racing news, previews, reviews, profiles, and more. Welcome back to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Jordan Canellis and Butch Castles with you this morning, racing this weekend at Rickerton and Tauranga. We had Matt Cross on the program a little earlier. Of course, you can head to sen.com.au to podcast anything you heard over the program today or in previous weeks. You can head there, head to the podcast section, and you'll be right to go. Our next guest on the program is jockey Ryan Elliott, who has... uh, uh, wrote his sixth Group 1 winner for the season recently, and he joins us now here on the program. Morning to you, Ryan. How's things? Good, good. How are you? Yeah, good, Ryan. Butch here. How are you doing? Look, uh, let's touch on that. The season's been one of uh, real milestones and, and a watershed season for you. And reading uh, Love Racing article this week, it's been about quality over quantity. You put it down to that a little bit? Yeah, definitely. I just started looking after my body a bit more this season and making it count when it when on the bigger days. And that, and that can lead to um, the, making the right decisions in uh, in um, very quick time because you guys only have a split second to make a decision whether it's to go inside outside quite what to do and and uh, by looking after that body and being a little bit fresher I suppose it, it allows the decision making to be more precise. Yeah, definitely. Like with those split second decisions, uh, yeah, the end of a great rider, and uh, then you get a bagged ride, you know. Um, but the body's been a lot better this time around. Been looking after it a lot better, and just been a little bit fresher for those meetings on the Saturday. Mm, indeed. Let's touch on one that the Australian listeners will be most interested in, a horse by the name of Sharp and Smart. He provided you with two Group 1s uh, here at Tarapa, uh, about three weeks apart. Firstly, the Herbie Dyke, and then the uh, Group 1 uh, ATR New Zealand Derby. Must have given you a, an amazing thrill because uh, he's a special horse, isn't he? Oh, definitely. And just to get pay respect to Graham because he 
him and his owners have supported me the whole way through and they gave me the opportunity and they even let me ride them at, at those light weights and I'm glad I could repay them like that. Yeah, so he'll head to uh, Sydney for the derby and he's just he's just looks like a superior staying three-year-old. We've already seen him over there win the uh, spring champion, run second, just beaten in the VRC derby and he'll go straight into it but, but that won't worry him. Uh, it's 2,400 metres with a month between runs. He's, he's just such a, a good horse, isn't he? Oh, definitely, and Graham's still keeping an eye on him, keeping his work up to him, and he helped him last Thursday, and the way he worked, he's just improved from the derby. Wow, that's uh, that's a big uh, rap, because he was really good that day. He's a sort of horse that doesn't win by big margins, is he? It's half pie like he waits for him. Yeah, I just had to sit on as long as I could that day in the derby, and he kicked there, and the last 50, he was just waiting for them, but... Every start, he's getting better, and he's just starting to learn to just run away from him a little bit. Oh, well, that's an ominous sign for those that are going to try and beat him at uh, Ranwick. Right, let's look at Saturday, Ryan. Uh, an interesting book of rides, some uh, stables that uh, you uh, don't often ride for, and we start in race one with that, with uh, the Tiakao team, Mark Walker, doing the training for Lini. Look, put the riding on the wall that it was going to be close next time with a close-up third. You'd be happy enough to be uh, riding this bloke. Yeah, he's a consistent horse. He's always there, there or thereabouts in those three-odd races. He just gets beaten by a better one. And he comes back to a nice little field for him, and he should be quite handy and competitive. Yeah, tricky sort of a draw, drawn out a bit, and uh, Tauranga can often be up and in early, uh, and then they sort of tend to maybe get into the middle of the track. So I suppose it'll be uh, interesting how they'd like him ridden. Yeah, there's a couple, there's a couple leaders in him. He's quite a sharp horse at the barriers, so we we'll just have to talk to the TRKL team to see how they want to ride him. Yeah, for sure. Race two, Wise Heart. Uh, you won't know a lot about this bloke, but I thought it was a tidy enough run resuming. Yeah, really nice run resuming, and just going back, going back to tower on me a lot better for him. Mm. One you do know a bit about uh, in race four, Ryan, a horse by the name of In Ecstasy. Gee, it was impressive. Only time to the races nearly 12 months ago, but did trial really well in winning with you in the saddle at uh, Avondale, I think, back on the 21st of February. Give you a good feel of this one? Yeah, she does. Like, I've trialled her before she raced at one time. And just with the weights on the day with where she got, I just had to ride her, but the way she strolled up this time round has just been spectacular. And Katie's, Katie's done a great job, just being patient. She had a troll and she just couldn't go to satisfaction. So they put her back out and brought her back and she's come back a lot better. Come back a lot better, strong. 1,200 metres and she's got a nice handy draw. She might take all sorts of beating in a race like that. Yeah, especially with the track drying out too. She'd be very competitive. Yeah, the track looks like it'll get back uh, pretty well. Righto, through to uh, race number six. Uh, gee, I was impressed with the way this one won. You obviously were too by taking the ride at a lightweight. Ruby's landed in race number six. Won really well at Taupo. Uh, had to, uh, well, miss the kick and had to round them up. Did it comprehensively. Up to the mile shouldn't be too much of a problem. No, she won very impressive, like you say, at Taupo and they don't normally do that around Talpo, coming off that short corner, but um, yeah, coming come to the mile on a big track, roomy track, 
just hit the lightweight, she'd be near thereabouts. Yeah, I thought she'd be uh, pretty hard to beat. It's tidy enough field, but uh, on what we saw at Taupo, she would be uh, hard enough to handle. Race 7, the feature of the Ultimate Mazda Japan Trophy. Another one for Tiaki out here. Perfect scenario. He's well in the market, uh, this bloke. He's been there and thereabouts uh, all season. Uh, look, he won uh, pretty uh, well two starts ago down south. Got a dream run up the rails uh, on that occasion. You had the luxury of uh, getting a feel for him or of him at the trials on Tuesday and he uh, placed, looked like he trialled pretty well though. Yeah, he trolled super. Just ask him a quiet one. He he's dragged me all the way around and gone to the post strong and like it was a brave effort last day in the group one against those quality mares that he raced against and it was a superb effort to start to go to win down south, but he'd be going into there fit and well and fresh mind. Yeah, he's he's well placed under the conditions of the race as well. Uh, look, he gets in with the 56 kilos. There's a filly in there or a mare in there with 53, but he's uh, really only giving a kilo to horses that don't have uh, the record that he has. Been money for him. He'd be awfully hard to beat, wouldn't he? Yeah, especially with the track coming back, but he looks like he's the horse, sort of horse that likes a bit of cut in the track still. And especially those weights, he's giving those better horses a lightweight to get to chase. Mm, yeah, I reckon he's a big chance. And in the last, another one for uh, Cody here, Dios uh, Luna. It's uh, got support as well. Its win was really good at resuming. It's probably one that would have liked uh, the track to stay on the wet side of things. Oh, definitely, I think it would. But it just likes a bit of cut the track. And as long as it's in a fresh state, it's always got its best foot forward. Mm. Okay, Cody. Uh, sorry, Cody. Okay, Ryan. That was for <laughs> Cody Cole, dear Saluna. Um, I get the impression talking to you that you've got a fair bit of time for Cody's other uh, runner in race four in ecstasy. Might that be your best tomorrow? Um, it's a hard choice between Cody Cole's runner and uh, Mark Wilkins' horse in the big race, but I'd say Cody Cole's runner. In ecstasy, there it is, race four, number seven. Look, Ryan, congratulations on what's been uh, an amazing season for you. Great to see you, as you said, uh, taking that real emphasis and focus on those feature races and to win six group ones is uh, quite an incredible achievement uh, for anyone in New Zealand. I think we only have 21 of them, so you've knocked off six. There's still a couple to go, and you'll be trying to get another one or two before the season's out, I'm sure. Oh, definitely. I'll be chasing for that size next week. What are you riding in that? Uh, John O's been as runner of Tulsi. Oh, she was super and uh, making up good ground behind um, behind Tokyo Tycoon and the 1400s will suit her down to the ground, won't it? Yeah, she looks like she's getting very run and this 14 is just going to suit with those better horses out of the race. Yeah, for sure. Good on you, Ryan. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. And we'll catch you uh, at the races sometime soon. <laughs> Cheers, much. Thank you. Ryan Elliott with us here on Breakfast with the Kiwis. Uh, six group ones this season and uh, riding at Tauranga this weekend. Butch, that's it for another episode of Breakfast with the Kiwis. Thank you, mate. And uh, we'll do it again next week. Yeah, look forward to it. Uh, look forward to the New Zealanders. Uh, to the four in Australia this weekend as well. Of course, Imperatrice going around at the Valley Friday night. And then Campionessa's got to run off the ballot in the uh, Australian Cup. We've got Prowess. 
uh, in Sydney as well. She's a really, really good mare. The Roger James Robert Railwood trained uh, prowess. She's running uh, in the uh, Phillies race there, the Vinery Stakes, and she'll take all sorts of beating. Breakfast with the Kiwis, returning again next week.